680 WPTF, making your home great is the radio show. We do this for two hours, between two and four, every single Saturday afternoon. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number if we say something that prompts a question from you. Quick AccuWeather forecast includes a possibility of a thunderstorm this afternoon. Oh, we need the rain, don't we? And a high near 88, overnight low near 67. Right now it's 85 with a real feel of 94. We don't need the rain at all. Mm-mm. We've got in studio Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. And on the line is Tim Ferruzzi. Tim, of course, with uh, Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing, uh, Highland Residential Roofing. How you doing, Tim? Good. How Good. Are you? Happy Memorial Day weekend, everybody. Yes. Same to you, Tim. All right. So we got, we got some time here. We got two hours with Dr. Ken. If you've got any questions about bugs at all, you go ahead and call us up because you can get as wild as they might be. You go we'll, ahead. We, we'll give you an answer. It may be wrong, but it, well, we'll give you an answer. Is there, you're an entomologist. Correct. Did you go into entomology with the idea that you would then go into some exterminating field? No, 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 no. no. I, I went into it thinking I would go and uh, be an instructor in college, but yeah. uh, that just was a little bit too, too lofty, so yeah. I just decided to work for the state of North Carolina for 40 years and loved every minute of it. Really? Yeah, working uh, with the Department of Agriculture, and uh-huh. it was it was fun, and I retired three years ago, and Got a part-time job working with economy exterminators doing the identification of all our insects for them. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's, it's, it's thing. great. But it's not like uh, people who are veterinarians go in with the opposite view. You knew that when you got into entomology that 99% of everybody thought that what you were getting into was pests. They were it, negative it, things. Exactly. Most people associate you know insects with with things that are biting or the bad stuff. But uh, my specialty was actually parasitic wasps. And these are the good guys, and they parasitize caterpillars and the stuff that affects your garden plants and your fruit trees. And these little wasps, they don't sting people. And they have an ovipositor instead of a stinger, and okay. they use that for laying eggs. And they would do what to the other bugs? It, they, uh, they lay egg inside the caterpillar. The, caterpi- yeah. the, uh, the egg hatches, yeah. feeds inside the caterpillar, eating the caterpillar. Yeah. Caterpillar dies, and the wasp emerges. I am so glad we're not eating. <laughs> I just, I just can't. I just can't imagine it. All right, but there are entomologist conventions, aren't there? Oh yeah, there's. And a, you guys have a buffet. And oh, you're of just course. Around. Actually, down there at Bugfest in September with the Natural Sciences <laughs> Museum, we have the Cafe Insecta, where you can get fresh food made with insects. Oh wow, Bugfest. Yeah. Are you signed up for Bugfest 2017 already? I worked it. I've worked it. Uh, I've been working it ever since it started uh, in the stump the experts table. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, so what are we going to talk about today? Because I've been told we're now going to talk about something to do with, like, uh, moisture control in our homes. What is this? Yeah, okay. You know, most people, when they see a leak in their roof, ah, they call the roof or they call Tim Peruzzi to come out and take care of their roof. And, and that's not a bad idea. That's, that's not, a very good idea. Right. So Don't you agree, Tim? Yes, of course. <laughs> so, so you call a roof route and have him repair that uh, the leak because you don't want any damage to your ceilings. But yeah. uh, most people don't think that the moisture in the crawl space is just as bad. Uh, it causes it uh, has an effect. It can attract termites. Yeah, uh, can attract powder post beetles and other beetles that uh, attack wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also fungi or wood rot fungus yeah. that uh, get in there and weaken and eat the wood and. If you're not careful, uh, you walk into your kitchen one uh, morning and you might end up in the crawl space. 
Oh, because of the the, the wood has been has rotted out, rotted out, or the termites have eaten it. Exactly. They don't eat along the like the cartoons. They don't eat in a square or anything. They don't eat along the wood line, do they? No, they no, they eat the whole thing. Eat the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. right. That's it. Now we're not just talking about standing water. It doesn't have to be that. It bad. doesn't. Correct. Uh, high humidity in uh, in the crawl space it will have an effect on the wood, especially right. if, if the wood is not treated. Uh, anything, if your wood, con- the moisture content in your wood is less than 14%, you're actually in good shape. You don't have to worry about that. But you get above 14, you get 15, 16, 17%, then you should start worrying about getting some um, mediation to get, get rid of the moisture. All right, Tim, from a con- contractor's perspective, what else other than the bugs develops at this 14% or beyond? You know, you've got a moist crawl space somewhere. Tim, what's it, what happens to the wood? Well, dry rot, and, and Ken's right, uh, higher percentages of moisture under the house are bad. Once the wood under the house, and we have moisture readers, once you penetrate the wood and you've got uh, percentages hitting 20 21%, 22%, you're getting dry rot. And, of course, that attracts all kinds of bugs. Typically... Uh, you're going to get what Ken's uh, talking about is attracting insects, and of course you're going to get uh, uh, mold, uh, mold spores. The more moisture you have, so you start getting um, obviously, like I just said, twenty, twenty-one percent. You're going to have dry rot, so your wood will actually start rotting, even though it doesn't look like it. And you'll be able to stick your fingers through it in a in the near future. So structurally, you'll have problems when you get too high of a percentage. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen percent is generally acceptable under a house, uh, fairly common, but it does attract bugs. It does attract mold. And and a little bit of mold under the house is not out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, there's always there's always a little bit of mold, but you, you, you don't want to get the ones that eat the wood. There, there are some exactly. of these, uh, some of these uh, look, they're just on the surface and they don't do any damage to the wood, but there are other uh, rot funguses that are fungi that do consume yeah. the wood. Yes. You know, a conversation like this can get a person to want to almost crawl underneath their house. Almost. It's a good idea to, <laughs> to, to crawl under and see what your situation is. Uh, you, you can feel if you, you know, when you, if you just don't have a, a moisture barrier over the surface of the soil and, yeah. you know, it's, it's muddy and uh, there's standing water, uh, you want to get this taken care of because this is really a, the source of the problems. Now, under my house is a layer of gravel. And then some plastic over it. But the cl- plastic really is not, it's not like a continuous stretch of plastic, right? It's, it, it's, right. it's rolled. They unrolled it. And they didn't tape it at the roll parts or the edges. Yeah, they, they should, the whole, the whole area should be covered and, and taped down. So really? That the, so that the surface of the, 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 mud, the dirt surface is covered or the gravel surface in your yeah. case is covered. Yeah. Tim, is that what you yeah, find underneath be, houses? It used to be, yeah, it used to be eighty-five percent rule, and then they changed that. Uh, I guess in the last ten years to a hundred percent coverage. So under your house, when you're putting down a six mil moisture barrier, which is basically a heavy plastic, mm-hmm. uh, they're recommending a hundred percent coverage instead of having any mm-hmm. kind of and taping. And taping it is good. Taping the seams. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to talk more about what. Um, uh, what uh, economy exterminators can do for you. It's a strange connection, but what I understand is you do the physical barriers. Economy exterminators does. We do. We do. We put down the moisture barrier, 
and we also install heat uh, sump pumps if they're standing water. Yeah. If you have a problem with heavy range and the water accumulates in your crawl space, we'll put in a sump pump. We'll also put in dehumidifiers to lower the humidity in the in the crawl space. Mm-hmm. And uh, if uh, it it takes a, a new electrical line to be a, a put in under right. in the crawl space, we have a subcontractor that we work with who will install that uh, power power line. Typically, that area underneath our house has been. I'll call it a dead space in terms of air movement. We have vents in some cases, mm-hmm. but there's no HVAC activity there, typically. No, you're you're just ba- you're just basing it on air movement between the the vents. If they're on, they should be on all. If you have three sides in your crawl space, there should yeah. be vents on each side, and you're just hoping that you'll get the good air airflow through those vents. Is that enough? Mm, it, it it could be. But you're still okay. you're still going to be su- sucking su- if, with high humidity, and you have a lot of, of dirt there that's going to be sucking in the water. Yeah, uh, it's really the vents are really not going to help. They're going to they're going to move the air around, but uh, you'll still have a problem with the humidity. All right, and we've barely scratched the surface of bugs exactly at this point. All right, this is going to be a good uh, couple hours here with Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators, also uh, Tim Feruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. The show is called Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF. AccuWeather forecast and your calls coming up next. <laughs> News Radio 680 WPTF 919-860-9783. You want to call up, call uh, Dr. Ken or uh, myself or Tim Ferruzzi. AccuWeather forecast, a possibility of a thunderstorm this afternoon, high near 88. We're pretty close there. Overnight low 67. Sunday, a heavy thunderstorm, a possibility, at a high near 87. And then Monday, an afternoon thunderstorm or two as a possibility at a high near 50. Actually, the National Weather Service folks have only listed the possibility of a thunderstorm up to about 40 to 50% over the next couple of days. Right now, 86, Real Field 92, News Radio 680, WPTF. We're on with uh, Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. You can contact the company by going to the website economyexterminators.com or you could call them up at 919-439-1245. Or? Or? 919-362-1000. Got it. Very good. And, of course, Tim Ferruzzi, you can contact him by way of the uh, contact tab on handyhelpers.com or highlandroofingnc.com. Uh, so, gentlemen, we, we're underneath the house. We noticed that we've got some, got some moisture under there. We always hear about termites. Is there anything else I should worry about other than termites, or should we just focus on those termites? Pesky's? Yeah, termites are going to be a major problem. Yeah. Uh, if, the, if you haven't had it, uh, a termite inspection done, it's a, it's a good idea to have a, a termite ex- inspection done to your property mm-hmm. annually. But uh, there are also other insects that attack the wood. There are powder post beetles that uh, little, they're little, fairly small, be- real tiny beetles, actually, that yeah. uh, will get in and uh, they will feed on the wood. The larvae feed on the wood. Yeah. Uh, creating, and it looks like a little shot holes when you look at the, the joists underneath there. Those be small, yeah. very small holes. Uh, these things will also damage the wood, high populations. There are, there are lictids, which are true powder post beetles. Mm-hmm. And then we have some other one. There's one that related to a stored product pest, uh, which is an anabeid beetle. 
uh, and that also attacks. But the, uh, there, there are several beetles that will attack the wood in the crawl space. And high moisture is a good, is a good indicator that you've got an attractive source. How about ants? Are they just a miserable pest and they get into your food? They're just a miserable pest. Yeah, they don't want to share their food with you. They want to, they want to hug it off for themselves. But uh, ants are usually not going to be a problem uh, in, the, in the crawl space. They may, there may be a few there, but most of your ants are going to be outside where you can, uh, because the, the nest is probably not going to be in the crawl space. It's going to be outside in the trees or yeah. in the property line somewhere. Now, I'm just asking at this point about structural issues. What else can dig a hole in my house? Okay. <laughs> you're, you're putting me on the spot That's here. That's the worst case scenario here. Yeah, that, well, uh, dig a hole in your house. Well, not dig a hole in my house. Who can damage my house? Okay, we've got all kinds of things. We've got I'm, the, willing to, I'm willing to go as far as economy exterminators is willing to go here. Okay. I want my house bug-free and protected from those little creepy crawlies. Well, until we can get a force field around the house, uh, the houses are going to be susceptible to be at our insect attack uh, yeah. all the time. All right. Uh, there are carpenter bees that will attack the unfinished unfinished wood yep uh this is one a serious problem here in the spring the activity has just about ceased now they're they've uh, already laid their eggs yeah and uh if any residuals are flying around they're mainly pollinating and looking looking uh visiting flowers mm-hmm. uh waiting for the new larvae to develop during the during the summer and emerge in the fall yeah uh let's see we've also got uh, animals that can instead of insects we also have animals that can damage your house uh, squirrels can get in raccoons yep. Uh, flying squirrels, almost any rodent, uh, rats, mice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let me think uh, what else we can. We think, you know something, we we know you're a, an entomologist, so we kind of focus on that. But do economy exterminators deal with some of the other ones? We, uh, we deal with rats and mice. Yeah. Uh, certainly. We have uh, uh, rat stations and uh, we have, in commercial accounts, we have rat stations outside. Uh, yeah. But we also do, in, in for residential, residential homes, we've got the glue boards that we can put down, snap traps, uh-huh. uh, and also the ins, uh, small insect, uh, rat traps, so we can, not traps, but monitors that we can put up in the attic where, they, where the mice or the rats will be. Yeah. And we do take care of that problem. Uh, for other rodents, squirrels and such, we have a cooperator, Animals Be Gone, yeah. which takes all the other wildlife, bats. Yep. Uh, Raccoons and so forth. Hmm. A rat monitor in my attic. What is that? Is that some sort of video? Is that like a nanny cam for rats? <laughs> actually, actually, what we all it is is it's just a sticky panel. It's a, about one foot long oh, yeah. uh, by oh. eight inches wide with this real sticky material on it. And, oh yeah. And we monitor the presence of the rats uh, <laughs> <laughs> that get caught in this or their droppings on this. Uh, oh my gosh. There's sometimes when the if we have a large rat and a, and a small uh, glue board. Uh, the rat will drag it, actually drag it around the attic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but uh, we just had one last week where it, it just got caught by its tail. Oh, my. In, in a trap, and it, it wound itself around some poles, and it, it never did get out of the sticky trap. But, oh, my gosh. It, but it's, it's kind of gruesome. Well, I understand. But, you know, I don't feel that I can coexist with these guys. No, you don't want, you don't want rats uh, that have disease, they carry diseases, mice, yeah. uh, the same way— uh, the housewife just does, does definitely does not want to see a, a mouse in the house. Uh, that, it's it's the old Blondie syndrome where she's going to jump yeah. up on a chair and yell "eek." But that uh, was my mom. Yeah, honestly, my, that mine, was oh, mine too. <laughs> the um, 
the the bugs though, the common household bugs, are they actually going to bring disease to us? Ones that would do that mainly are going to be the house flies uh-huh. uh, and and several flies because they uh, they visit garbage, they eat all kinds of other stuff, yeah, and uh, carry disease on their feet. So if they walk on, you know, they walk on bird droppings, they'll yeah. they'll uh, do manure, uh, dog landmines yeah. in your yard and, yeah, so and garbage and stuff. And if they get in your house, there's there's always a transmission disease uh, potential there. Uh, American cockroaches, uh, yeah. Which are large, uh, reddish brown with a yellow border around just behind the head. That's the number one cockroach in the sewers of North Carolina, and so you you have a lot of disease coming from sewers. So, and these things can enter your home home through the uh, the water system. We've had a, a case where they were actually coming up through the toilet. And okay, uh, now I got no. Now I'm never gonna go again. <laughs> well, just make okay. sure. <laughs> now I'm get, Now I got to avoid that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how they made it in there, but the the house, they held their breath. I guess so. The, the, the homeowner actually had to put saran wrap on the the uh, oh. the toilet bowl to keep the roaches from uh, coming out into the into the bathroom. And this whole roach issue, there is for some reason a social stigma with roaches. That doesn't exist for any other thing, maybe rats. But if you've got roaches, people assume you're filthy. Exactly, yeah. and that, and that's not the case. Uh, it's just uh, you've got some openings in your your door uh, underneath your doors. You've got some loose openings around your windows, and these things mostly live outside. Right. Uh, especially the smoky brown, which is the big black, almost black one that we see. That lives out in the mulch. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, in a moist area. They also you'll also find them inhabiting gutters that don't drain well, and they can come up into the eaves or through the eaves into your attic, and then yeah. follow the uh, electrical lines and come down through the light fixtures. You have ceiling light fixtures and get into your home that way. But these are fairly. They're not feeding on a filth or anything. They're feeding on detritus, a leaf litter, mm-hmm. uh, small insects that they can find. But uh, the American cockroach is the one that you really have to worry about. But it's you can have. It's just like bed bugs. You know you. You, have, you can have the cleanest house in the world, but you can still have bed bugs. So it's not a it's not a filth problem. Doctor Ken um, kind of consulted us. On, uh, we we had him on for an extra half hour one day when, the, when there was an issue in one of the counties. I think it was Moore County. Moore County, right? About you know bed bugs and and you just gave us the best little piece of advice. If you think you have bed bugs, it's temperature that gets rid of them. Right. Uh, not, we don't have to throw down a bug bomb. No, it's uh, it, we do have some chemicals, but the the number one treatment right now to get rid of bed bugs is a heat treatment. All right, where we okay. well, that's right. We'll, we'll but, talk. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more about, about that, that in a few hey, minutes. We'll talk more about hey, that. Dave, 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 I want to mention something because I'm going to be cutting out here. Next week we're going to have John Raper uh, on yes. uh, regarding flooring. Is that right? We are, and and we're going to also talk about ADA, which we were going to do a little bit of that today, but it didn't work out. So we're going to talk about the American Disabilities Act. All right. Thank you, t- thank you, Tim. The minimums. Newsman on duty right now. From the Making Your Home Great News Desk, I'm Dave Alexander. Nationally, foreclosure filings have dropped 23% from a year ago. That's good news. You know, foreclosures are down. <laughs> High foreclosure rates areas include New Jersey, Delaware, and our own Fayetteville, 
with about one in every 615 housing units a subject of foreclosure. That's massive. That is. I mean, that's, that's too much. Uh, one out of 615 housing units. Now, let's see here. Uh, I don't want to compare it to everything else, but that just sounds too much. According to Zillow, home prices are right where they were in 2007, just before the recession started. Here is Associate Assistant Making Your Home Great correspondent, Krista Scott, running the numbers. The national median home value exceeded its pre-recession high in April at $198,000, and that's more than the average in April 2007. But industry observers aren't fearing another bubble. Fannie Mae just announced that, according to their market survey, the net share of Americans who say it is a good time to buy a home rose five percentage points to 35%, even though prices are high and inventory is tight. For Making Your Home Great, I'm Krista Scott. Nationally, that number that I was looking for, Mm -hmm. for foreclosures, if you've got a community of 1,700 homes, one foreclosure would be the national average. Really? With 1,700, 1,723 housing units, there's one of them in foreclosure nationally. In Fayetteville, that's one out of 615. That's three times three times the rate. Three times the rate? That's almost half. I'm not good with numbers. I just, <laughs> three times the rate? You're right. It is. Yeah. It's deadly. That's terrible. All right. We're talking with Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken Alstrom is with uh, Economy Exterminators. He is their entomologist. We're happy to have him on the show till four. If you've got a question about anything that's in your house, other than neighbors, other than family... That you want to get rid of. Or pets. Or yeah. pets. <laughs> you want to get rid of your I come from a two chihuahua house. Oh, okay. okay, so <laughs> yeah. well, uh, you don't actually handle those, do you? No, we don't. Uh, no. All right, all right. Um, you could go to economyexterminators.com or you could call one of their telephone numbers or you can call us right now. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. We talked about moisture under the house. Moisture under the house breeds or invites. Invites termites. Termites and pets. Various other insects. Uh, We get mold in uh, fungi, rot fungi in the wood. Uh, We need to get that moisture level down to to get rid of these things or to at least lower the chance of them attacking the the, the wood that's in the crawl space. Yeah. All right. And how do we do this? Well, the first thing. What does your company do? Well, we put, we, uh, we inspect the. We come out and we inspect the uh, the crawl space and see what's needed. Uh, we come, first thing we do is to take a moisture reading in uh, with a little meter that we can poke into the wood and yeah. it actually gives a reading of the, the moisture content in the wood. Yeah. Uh, if it's uh, in a level that requires mid, uh, some remedial action, yeah. we will put down. We suggest that they put down a moisture barrier, which is a six mil plastic. Okay. Uh, fairly thick. Uh, with it covers the entire crawl space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just put that down and tape the. The edges, so it's it's, comp- it's a one complete one piece. Yeah, and if you have standing water in the, in your crawl space, of course we get rid of that first. We use yeah. a sump pump, and we also install sump pumps uh, to get rid of that extra water. Yeah, and if the humidity, if you don't have the standing water, but you have high humidity, we also install dehumidifiers. Yeah. Yeah. Which which will take out the and this is hooked up to a drain so the homeowner doesn't have to go into the crawl space and physically empty out the container with the water like yeah, a, that's a good thing yeah so this one is actually is connected to a drain and it drains into the storm sewer uh-huh. or in, outside 
And uh, we also, if uh, you need a power source down there, we have a contractor that we work with who will install a power a power line mm-hmm. uh, into the house system to the piece of equipment. Does the plastic? Does it ever? Do you ever create a system where the the that plastic or that uh, six mil is it six mil <laughs> six mil plastic? Does it come up the sides of the crawl space? Or is it a flat thing on the bottom? It's a flat thing on the bottom. I believe it may come up a little bit on the, on the side around the edges. Yeah. Uh, I've never been in the cross, but I've never seen it put down. I'm just yeah. going by what I've been told. And I think it does, there is a little bit of raise up on the on the edges around the foundation. And this is not to keep the bugs from coming up. It's to keep the moisture from coming up. Exactly. It is. Okay. All right. What else do you guys do? Well, we uh, we do treatments uh, for... We, in, uh, Treatment uh, for insect problems that people have, ants, roaches, uh-huh. uh, you name it, uh, we, we try and take care of it. Uh, we do, uh, we have, all of our chemicals are EPA certified, uh, safe for use. Right. And uh, if we have something, if we have a, a problem inside the house that uh, the homeowner wants taken care of, we will come in and, and, and tell them that they really should leave the premises for three hours. Yeah. And if they have the pets with them and pets in the house to oh, also yeah. take the pets with them. And this is so that when we put the, the treatment down, the, the liquid, it gives it a, a thoroughly uh, long time to dry, which is then it's safe to, to cross. Uh, if it's liquid and yeah. the pets come in contact with they may lick it. And people have a tendency, you know, when you say you need to leave for three hours and 15 minutes after we get through, they come in there. Yeah, uh, we just don't want to do that. We want to have a safe window where you can put the chemical down, right. it dries, and it starts to do its business. And we don't have to worry about people being exposed to the chemical. And it, when you when you put things down, are you putting things down? I assume to get rid of the bug that's inside my house. What about long term? Because their cousin's just going to move in behind. Well, that's the the, the thing is, you, if you have a like a flea problem in your house, right. uh, That's usually such a, a temporary thing, unless you you've got a lot of animals that crossing your property, uh, and you're mm-hmm. going to have fleas in your yard, right? Uh, that uh, they're going to keep. Con- it's going to be a continuous. Uh, exposure and for the fleas coming into the house regularly yeah. Yeah. it's a pretty serious it's a pretty serious thing there's really not a whole lot that can be done about that except get rid of the animals or, or use yeah. flea collars but uh it's uh, most okay. of our treatments are, are outside because the insects don't come from the house right. they're coming outside into the house so we want to treat outside the property or outside the foundation to form a barrier to keep those insects from getting into the house. I joked about being a chew, two chihuahua family. Two chihuahuas, this is what's in my house right now. Mm-hmm. Two chihuahuas, I have two golden doodles, that are my daughter's, and she's just loaning it to us for the week, you know, because mm-hmm. she's on vacation. And then uh, there's some other weird dog. I, I don't know what that is or what to call them. I just call them hay. <laughs> um, and then two cats. Now, are you going to tell me that the all these sprays that I'm that theoretically I buy and I spray on all over the place. We don't spray all over the place. It's, well, I do, I do. But, oh. that, but are you telling me that I would be better served to just kill the fleas that are on the dogs and cats? Well, it's one of these things. Yeah, it, because that's where they're they're wanting to, to feed on the blood on the animal, right? So if you want to get, to get rid of the fleas, you really should get. The ones that are on the animals. Yeah. They will, uh, if they do fall off into the carpeting uh-huh. or on the flooring, they can live for months or weeks without feeding. Yeah. So you do have an exposure uh, 
that uh, it, it depends on how high your population is. A lot of times we find that uh, if people have been in an apartment or a house and mm-hmm. they've moved out and they had pets, yeah. that uh, especially in apartment complexes, that we uh, we get complaints from the residents or not the residents but the managers that we need to do a flea treatment because the fleas are still in the apartments in high yeah. numbers yeah. and uh, they need to get out before new tenants come in. Right, and that is believable. That does happen. Yeah, it's and it's and what's interesting is that the, when the fleas uh, lay their eggs in in the house or in the floor, uh, it's the movement of people that tends to get, cause these things to hatch. And which is which well, is kind of a strange it thing. It's, it's yeah. It, it's not it's not the presence. It's the footfalls and the presence of, of movement that causes the the eggs to hatch. My nature has an amazing way to survive. It really does. It's these these eggs are almost like spores until they feel the movement, and then that gives them the opportunity to to hatch and hmm. start doing their thing. I had a landlord once tell me that you're a North Carolina kid. Welcome to North Carolina. You're going to have ants. Is that reasonable, or is he or is he just too lazy to? No, he put was. Down he, <laughs> excuse me. He was true. There, we seem to have our, our a wealth of ants around here. Uh, several species invade your home mm-hmm. or our homes, and uh, that's why we're here to try and uh, get rid of those ants that are invading your your space. I think I joked the last time we were here that this part of the program is uh, brought to you by Tupperware. And the uh, sealable food uh, concept, because that's what you, I mean, you should do that. You should have your, your food sealed up. And, and if you drop crumb, crumbs on the floor, this is yeah. just a, yeah. it's an attraction for ants. It's also an attraction for rodents. Uh, but mainly the ants are going to be the, the problem. And they like the sweets. Uh, some of them like oils. Yeah. And uh, no matter what, the, what we eat, the ants seem to love it too. Okay. All right. Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. If you are interested in asking a question, you should call us up. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. On News Radio 680 WPTF, we are making your home great. That's the name of the radio show. Every Saturday, 2 till 4 on WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Partly cloudy with a possibility of a thunderstorm late this afternoon and a high temperature in the 80s. Overnight low, just about 67. Sunday, a heavy thunderstorm possible at a high near 87 degrees. Sunday is a mostly cloudy day. Right now, 86. Real Field 92. Nine, uh, News Radio 680 WPTF. Derek in Nightdale joins Dr. Ken Alstrom the entomologist with Economy Exterminators on Making Your Home Great. Hi, Derek. Hello. What's up? Hey, so um, I am in the market to purchase a new home, and I have a home that I'm just entering in contract with. And I had the inspector come out and the pest inspection as well to check for termites. And the guy told me he was very surprised that there was no termites in the crawl space. He said his moisture reading was 27%. In Ooh. the attic. Ooh, and, that's... that's... Or, sorry, crawl space. 27% in the crawl space. Yeah. And um, he didn't really... The inspector said he couldn't really offer, you know, repairs, but he did say that the vapor barrier that was there was not taped around and that it was broken in a lot of places because the house was built in 92. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was kind of calling to trying to figure out 
uh, you know, kind of what I'm looking at. He made it sound like it wasn't really past the point of no return. He said they're starting to get some mold on the wood. Uh, he mentioned um, some kind of brown rot or mold or something. There's brown rots. There's brown rot that gets in there. They will eat the wood. Yeah, yeah he, he said it's not bad. He said it's just it's all starting, and he recommended I immediately take action. So I just kind of wonder, you know, what I'm looking at or if it's something that's going to end up being very costly and what I can do to help prevent um, the pests from coming in. The guy said the only reason why I didn't get have termites was the previous owner had treated it not too long ago. So, Well, that's that's a good point. Uh, the, it, the moisture does make it conducive to termites, but they may not necessarily be there. But you're going to get other insects that will be attracted to the moist wood. Uh, these small beetles, that, like I was mentioned, the powder post beetles uh, and others that, that will come in and also damage the wood. But the uh, moisture barrier really should be replaced uh, because if you've got holes in it. And I would suggest, and it's probably, uh, I don't know if it would be on your responsibility, but to get a dehumidifier put in that crawl space to get the humidity down. Derek, did you buy the house? Is it yours? No, so it's, it's not mine. Um, okay. But uh, the seller is not going to make any repairs, so it would be up to me. But I do have a budget available um, that I'm, I'm willing to, to do uh, quite a bit. You know, I'm willing to invest a few thousand dollars in getting it done. Yeah, um, and, and it would it would probably it would I would I I don't really know how much these things would cost. Uh, again, it's because you know I, I'm just familiar a little bit with it, but I don't install them. Uh, I would say you're looking at for a dehumidifier. These is not the ones that you're going to find at Home Depot to put in your house. These are going to be heavy duty, uh, probably fifteen hundred dollars, possibly more. Mm-hmm. But these are going to be very good and in, in put and in getting rid of the humidity, uh, the humidity in the crawl space, the moisture, and also it's going to have a drain installed to get to whip the water away from the house. Okay. And is this something, um, I've done some looking online, is is in this area, is like a sealed or conditioned crawl space something that works in North Carolina? I'm sorry, what was that? Um, sealed uh, crawl space. Sealed, yeah. A sealed crawl space. Uh, I would think that would be uh, that would be a, an alternative. Yes, I'm, I'm sure that is probably a very good alternative, but you're, here you're talking uh, probably several thousand dollars to have that taken care of. Okay. Derek, this, you know, because th- this is kind of the, this is what he was describing earlier in the show, right, Dr. Mm-hmm, Ken? Right. This is yeah. the high moisture content where yeah. Dr. Ken's company, even though it's an extermination company, will remediate that. Right. That's, that's does, excellent. Does that yeah, make sense? Uh, yeah, I was mainly concerned, you know, you were talking the numbers. Yeah. And you were saying, you know, 16, I was thinking, man. I'm at 27. Like, you know, yeah, am I past the point of no return? No, it's it, no, it's uh, what, the the sooner you can get the uh, a mediation in place to get rid of that moisture, the the better it's going to be for you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the help. Yes, sir. All right, thank you, Derek. Yeah, the, uh, he's got the, the doors open, right? Right. It's like like you could theoretically have your screen door open, and if flies don't come in, well, you're okay. Exactly. You're good. As long as, <laughs> as long as that wood's in good shape, I don't think he's got a... He hasn't got a problem. But, uh, but being that high, that's, it's going to be a... It will become a problem. Would you call this brown rot? There's brown rot. Yeah, there's brown rots and white rots. And, the, and these things... Really? These, these, uh, these fungi actually consume the cellulose in the wood. Man. So it's... Uh, is it a, a mold kind of thing? It's a mold. It is a, it's definitely a mold. Yes. Or, or fungus. It's a it's a fungus. I don't like to use the word mold because yeah, yeah, that gets right. so many connotations of you know stuff that 
people allergies and all this stuff. This is not one that's going to be causing people's allergies. This is going to actually be, it's a fungus uh-huh. that is going to eat the wood. Fungus that it called? It's, it's brown, there's brown rot, and I okay. believe there's also one that's a white rot. All right. What other bugs have we not mentioned? And is it fair for them, me to call them bugs? I don't want to be politically incorrect. I understand that some of them prefer to be called insects. Right. Well, there, there's a little mantra that I use that uh, all, all bugs are insects. All bugs are insects. But not all insects are bugs. Not all insects are bugs. Okay. Because there are certain, uh, the ones that are true bugs have a proboscis that sticks out the front of the head. Yes, and of course. And it, uh, it's like a straw. Yeah. And uh, this was, it sucks the juice out of their prey or out of the plant material if they feed on plants. They don't yeah. chew. Yeah. They have yeah. sucking, sucking mouth parts. And that's what? The bugs are insects. The, the bugs, bugs are the insects. I'm just bugs, writing this Bugs down. are insects, and, but not all insects bugs. are bugs. Bugs suck. All right, I got that down. <laughs> bug, bug, yeah, true, right. true bugs. Probo- true then, bugs suck. And what is it? What do we call this nose thing? Proboscis? It's a proboscis. P- proboscis. Yeah, P-R-O. All right. I'll let you worry about the spelling. <laughs> I, you know, because I teach young people, I know that, in fact, there's uh, three body parts and there, there's six legs, mm-hmm. right, for an insect. Right. And that, it, for instance, spiders are not an right. insect, technically, because they've got too many legs. Right. All right. All right. But what other bugs and insects have we not discussed that we need to discuss because they'll ruin my life and go in my house. Well, there's uh, there are several things we uh, we've got book lice. Book lice. Uh, book lice. Uh, this is one that a lot of people are seeing now with the with the warm weather coming in. Uh, you'll find these small insects running around on their windowsills. Yeah. Uh, they'll be crawling around on inside your house, or maybe on the counter. Uh, these things are actually uh, they're they're little fungus feeders, and they feed on small bits of funga fungi right and other stuff. But they're harmless. They're just a nuisance. Yeah. But they seem to, they, they're more prolific in high humidity areas. So if you can lower the temperature in, or the humidity in the house to 50%, you won't have a problem. Oh, okay. All right. Tim Ferruzzi's back with us. Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Listen, Good. we've got, so, so what can you add here to this discussion? We, did you hear Derek and Nightdale? Derek had 27% moisture in the wood in his crawl space. But he didn't have nasty critters. Well, he, but he's got big problems. Yeah, yeah, he, that's, that's what I told. All right, so independent, independent of hearing Doctor Ken's solution, what's your solution? What's your thought on? Well, first of all, we got to figure out why he's got so much moisture under the house. Does yeah. he have drainage issues in the yard? Does he have gutter issues or no gutters at all? Yeah. Um, what's the exterior of a siding? What's the condition of a siding? <laughs> right. Water be coming in around the windows and the doors and the siding, and then um, and then obviously we've got to get that under control under the house. First of all, we need to make sure that reading is correct. Twenty-seven percent is very high, and um, sometimes you'll find a high reading by a crawl space door, but not or right. something else, but maybe not continuously throughout the crawl space. Yeah. So we've got to make sure that the read is in the wood. When you're saying 27%, uh, you want to check the wood uh, reading itself, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, obviously, the air under the house is important, but what the wood is saying, what yeah. the, the structural beams are saying. So uh, ultimately, if he's got that high, kind of a moisture issue, you got to check to make sure that there's no structural damage mm-hmm. and then possibly do a dry-sealed crawl space after all of the things have been exhausted. Yeah. 
Yeah, he did say that his, his uh, moisture barrier under there was was kind of torn in places. And it was not complete. I think he has to make sure that somebody with deep construction expertise exactly looks at that wood before he buys that house. Because if you discover oh, he, something, oh yeah, he's in the process. He oh, the inspector yeah. saw it, has noted it. The homeowner will not remediate, and we're at that go no go stage. Mm-hmm. I say no go. I would. Uh, well, he needs. To, uh, yeah, he needs to call. Inspectors are usually pretty good. I've been impressed yeah. with inspectors' reports. So that's got a that I would. I would caution him against that. And uh, yeah, it's so a couple of hundred dollars to get a to get an answer that'll save you thousands later. Exactly. So, all right, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for jumping in. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is your telephone number. More questions with Doctor Ken and Tim. News Radio six eighty WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. AccuWeather forecast chance of a shower this afternoon. High in the 80s. Overnight low in the 67 degree range. The real feel right now is 93, but our thermometer reads 88 with, uh, I should check the humidity. I really should. The humidity, because we're talking, we're talking about humidity underneath your house. If the wood humidity or the hu- hu- moisture, moisture content. content is high, that's a bad thing. That's a very bad thing. Very bad thing. Tim Ferruzzi along with us. Also, Dr. Ken Alstrom from Economy Exterminators. And in the studio, we've been chit-chatting about the conversation we had, Tim, with the guy whose call you didn't hear, but his name was Derek in Nightdale. And he's in that, he's in that, should I buy, should I not buy? Mm-hmm. And the wood underneath the house measured at 27% moisture. Yeah. I say, I say, no go. And Dr. Ken, what's your suggestion? Well, he said that the, he had he had several thousand dollars uh, that he could work with. So, yeah. I mean, if he's... It, Intent on buying this house uh, with all his uh, problems, and he's willing to spend the money to to get rid of them. Uh-huh. Let him go ahead and do it. That's that's his prerogative. But yep. uh, but he, if if he has something else, he can use that thousands of dollars for uh, perhaps a present for a wife or a girlfriend or whatever. I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd look at it that way too. Put a pool table. Well, in. He, needs, you know. he needs to make sure that the several thousand is enough to solve the problem. If he's really intent on getting the house, he needs to. Have someone come in and take a look uh, during this his time period that he has as uh, due diligence. Right, he should probably have one, have one of our exterminator uh, technicians come out and take a look and, and do a thorough examination yep. to see what the real problem is. Yep, yep. Doctor Ken is the entomologist with Economy Exterminators. I'm curious. When you were a kid, did you go outside, Doctor Ken, laying on your laying on your belly with a the magnifying glass? Absolutely not. I had too you much. I had too many, Too much other time down at the, on Long Island Sound swimming. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I I never was interested in insects no, uh, when really? I was a kid. No, they to me they were just something to be killed. And finally, as a senior in college, I had to take an elective course in entomology, and that's all it took. He took 
Dr. Brown's Bugs for Clowns. That's exactly exactly right. He took the easiest bug course he could find, and here he is, a doctor of it. All right, Derek and Nightdale, the original uh, caller today. Derek, how are you? Hey, it's me again. Yeah, but I'm glad you did call back because we're we're still stuck on your house. I say, find another house. Yeah, so um, I was riding down the road. Yeah. Heard you guys keep talking about, so I want to call in and kind of clarify a couple of things. So, um, yeah, you know, it's definitely been something that's really concerned me. Yeah. I wanted to point out the house that I'm getting. It's uh, it was a foreclosure. Okay. And I'm getting it for um, oh, okay, quite, uh, quite a bit below market value. That, oh, that, yeah. expl- that explains it. Yeah. The loan product I'm going for is um, is a renovation loan. Yeah. So it 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 allows me to be able to do renovations up to what the value of the house will be afterwards. Yeah. Okay, so that, that, that clears up a lot of, it, it lot does. of issues. Derek, was there a period of time when the house did not have the HVAC running and no electric? Uh, yes, there was. It's been that way uh, since December. Yeah. Um, yeah, it hasn't had that. And, you know, it's just been, it's been so moist down there, the... Uh, inspector mentioned the insulation was was very damp. There was condensation mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. on the uh, the wires and the piping. You know, it was very damp under there. What do you think, Tim? So, was it uh, when it was inspected? Uh, did it have heating and air and electricity running at that point? <laughs> so, uh, it had electricity um, that I'd gotten turned on, but the previous owner in the uh, flurry of foreclosing. Uh, cut all the copper lines for the air conditioning and took them with them. Yeah. So I could, yeah, on that. So that could be a big contributor. That could be a big contributor to the high moisture under the house because the house has been sitting unoccupied with no heating and air system running. So uh, that that kind of puts things in a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So you know, if that's if that's a temporary item, then then that may get resolved just by turning the heating and, and cooling system back on. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the air handler is in the crawl space, um, as well as the hot mm-hmm. water gear. There was no standing water um, yeah. under there at all either, which I think was good, but just extremely damp. And I'm yeah. going to ask Tim about the insulation. Does he need to pull it out? He should, because the moisture barrier that's on the insulation is probably bad at this point. So how old is the house? Still in uh, 92. Built in ninety two. Yeah, oh, it's not. probably never. It's probably never had the insulation replaced, anyways. And uh, my opinion is, after about twenty years, you should pull all insulation out that you can have access to in an attic or, especially in crawl spaces, and uh, replace it. Derek, thank you. You've given us stuff to think about and worry about, and I hope we've helped you. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate all of the info that you guys have. All right. Take care, Derek. Take care. All right. Bye. I think Derek should also go room to room and make sure that the copper wiring in the walls <laughs> hasn't also been taken out. Where Where are we in the 21st century where somebody is going to steal the copper wiring? It's somebody who's very desperate for money. <sighs> just, 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 I don't. It doesn't make any sense. Dr. Ken Allstrom here from Economy Exterminators. Tim Ferruzzi. Tim is with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And both of these fellows will be here till 4 o'clock, and he'll, they'll both be able to answer any questions you have, either about getting rid of bugs or moisture 
or repairing Any, your house. Or right? anything else. That, or anything else. It, squirrels and rats, you, you just name it. We'll take care of it. Even if it makes your skin crawl, especially if it does, because it seems to excite uh, our Dr. Ken. You know, if <laughs> yeah, you don't, you know what you can do? You can go to their website. Tim, if you, you ever see a bug and say, what the heavens is this one? Guess what? You go to economyexterminators.com. Get a photo, upload it to their website. Dr. Ken will literally look at it, and he'll tell you what the bug is. Exactly. Which is a good thing, because sometimes we don't all know every bug. What was the one you showed me? What was that? Uh, one of my texts today uh, sent it a picture of a giant water bug. That, yeah. That, that uh, this thing is about two inches long, and uh, there's a colloquial name for it. It's called a toe biter. Uh, you find this in freshwater lakes, and uh, if when you're walking, yeah, uh, and this thing will be lurking in the water, it may grab your toe, <laughs> and it because it thinks you're a fish. Yeah, well, it thinks you're, it thinks you're prey. Yeah, so but they will also they will catch small fish and and small frogs and tadpoles, and with the front legs, which are kind of raptorial like a praying mantis, but not yeah. quite as bizarre as that. Yeah. And then uh, this is one of the true bugs that has a proboscis, uh, like a straw, right. will uh, inject venom into the prey and uh-huh. uh, kill the prey and then liquefy the, in- the inside and suck it out. Do we have any bugs that are actual, w- other than the disease factor, that really can hurt us? I mean, around here, I've heard of people being bitten by spiders which of course, as we all know, are arachnids. Right. But still, you're gonna you're gonna talk about this. Well, is there anything that can hurt us really seriously? Uh, the bugs uh, with this uh, this with their mouth parts uh, yeah. give a very nasty bite mm-hmm. if you, if you mishandle them. It's like uh, hammering a ten pound a ten penny nail into your arm. I mean, it's a very painful. I mean, it it does hurt. It's yeah. It's uh, it's not it's not pleasant. And uh, there's one that we can see uh, pr- during the summer here. It's called the wheel bug, which is about one and a half inches long and kind of gray. And on yeah. the back, it has a structure that looks like a, a cog wheel. Yeah. H- hence its name. And if you mishandle this thing, it's going to bite you. It's a defensive. It, these things don't go out of their way to sting you. Yeah. They're, or bite you. This is all, always a defensive mechanism that they, they employ. The only time they're, they're really using their... Uh, on purpose is when they find their prey like aphids or small body, soft bodied insects that they want to eat. But uh, for people, the only time they're going to get bit by these is if they mishandle it or if they uh, happen to roll over on it accidentally at night. If they happen to be in your bed at night, it might, it might react by biting, but they don't go out of their way to bite you. It's like bees and wasps. They don't go, you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Yeah. But there's nothing that. But even even in the cases that you've just listed, these are not fatal. No, but these are the, not. no, there is. But there is one. Uh, there is one bug. It's called the kissing bug. Oh yeah. Uh, which uh, we don't have any. We have a. We have some relatives here uh, of the bug, but right. we don't really have the 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 one that causes the disease uh, that uh, is transmitted. It's it's a pretty serious disease. It's. Uh, with a trypanosome, I believe, yeah. uh, that's transfer- transmitted through the saliva of the insect into the person. And this is usually done at night. These beetles, these, be- these bugs are active at night. Yeah. And they call it the kissing bug because generally they bite you around the lips. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the bite itself is when they bite you, they inject a, 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 an anesthetic 
as right. well as a blood thinner so that uh, the blood doesn't clot and right. you don't feel the bite until the next morning. And that be, might be a red spot or kind of an itchy place. But uh, during the, when you're sleeping at night, you don't notice that you're being, you're being bitten by this thing. Huh. Very interesting. News Radio 680 WPTF. The show is called Making Your Home Great and Bug-Free, at least for today, till 4 o'clock today. We'll talk about uh, making your home mostly bug-free uh, with Dr. Ken from Economy Exterminators. And then, of course, uh, Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Well, the great news is we actually do the outtakes of the show, the conversations that happen um, off the air. <laughs> we put them into the podcast. Go to WPTF.com and you'll hear the things we were talking about. Now, 88 degrees now with a high temperature near 88 with a real feel of 93 at this moment. Possibility of thunderstorms this afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon, it could be a heavy thunderstorm. And then Monday... As well, heavy thunderstorms, a possibility. 88 now, Real Field 93, News Radio 680, WPTF. Yeah, is that opposed to a light thunderstorm? Is yeah, heavy thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, heavy thunderstorm. Uh, we've got Tim Ferruzzi, of course, from Handy Helpers. <coughs> and, of course, so you can contact him by handyhelpers.com or highlandroofingnc.com. And Tim's office number is 919-676-5969. Hi, Tim. Hey. All right. We've got Happy Ken. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Same to you, Tim. Ken Alstrom is with Economy Exterminators. Their website is actually the company name. It's at www.economyexterminators.com. Telephone number 919 1000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, All right. 919-362-1000. There's another one. Uh, 919-439-1245. We had a phone call off the air. That is, Gene from Wendell could not hang on uh, during the commercial break because she's out to whack some spiders over the head. Uh, she's got some spiders that she says are tarantula-looking. Now, if Jean wants to call us, she'll be on zippity-quick uh, because we want to get this taken care of. Ken, tarantula-looking would be a hairy spider. Yes, uh, hairy spider. That Yeah, to, uh, most people would say, well, it, and, and she was saying, too, these were biting her. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> about the only spiders that are really going to affect you by biting are going to be the black widow and the, and the brown recluse. Of course, we don't really have the brown recluse in this area. Okay. But she may be referring to, to wolf spiders, these are fairly, fairly large, about an inch long, uh, brownish, uh, very fast moving. They're solitary hunters. Uh, they do go, they will bite if you, again, mishandle. They don't go out of their way to bite you. Yes. Uh, they actually, some people have them as, as pets uh, to get rid of the excess insects in the house. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. They'll catch cockroaches <laughs> and, and, and anything else crawling around because they will actually run down their prey. But uh, as far as biting, I... I would have to think that possibly this is just a, a defensive reaction that uh, that's happening. Uh, if if uh, what's her her name was uh, Jean Jean, if she would call in and, and explain where where she's being bitten, uh, there's another spider that uh, that are fairly small called jumping spiders, and they're quite a bit hairier. Yeah, but they have very large eyes, and they're they're fairly small, less than a half an inch long. 
uh, very agile. When you try to pick them up, they'll actually jump out of the way and they will stalk their prey and, mm-hmm. and jump on it. Uh, quite, they're actually quite cute when you see them on. Uh, oh yeah, because they have these these very large eyes in front. But again, they're not going to bite you. Uh, they're not going to go out of their way to bite you. Huh. Tim's a crawl space and attic kind of guy. He's he goes in the nooks and crannies of the houses. Uh, Tim, you ever bit, uh, been uh, bitten by a spider or chased away by one? Uh, no, I'm not bitten by one. Uh, I see black widows on occasion. I just uh, I avoid them, and, and frankly, I'll kill them, too, if, if I think it's in a location that someone else might get bit yeah. by, by it. So I'll just try to be proactive with that. Uh, you, you caught me off guard when you said that people keep wolf spiders as pets. You mean they just let them run around the inside of the house, or...? Yeah, they, they'll keep them, either keep them in a cage or, or, or have them run around because they, they, like I said, they will run down anything that's crawling. If there are cockroaches in the house, they will actually track them down and, and, and kill it and eat it. Wow, wow. And it's, it's another, it curi- another curious fact about the, the wolf spider is that the female carries her, her babies when the, when the egg mass hatches. She actually carries the babies around on her back for a period of time. And I hear so many people say, well, I, you know, I stepped on a spider and all these little babies started running out uh, underneath them. Well, oh, she, they, they killed a sp- uh, wolf spider and she was just carrying her babies. Is that what the... Is that, uh, yeah. uh, going, going away from spiders a second, but it's, it's related to spiders. Is it the mud dauber that, that paralyzes the spiders and brings them back and puts them inside the mud tunnels that they create? Yes, the, the, especially the organ pipe one, the, the organ pipe mud dauber, the one that has the long columns that actually look like organ pipes. Uh-huh. Mm. They will uh, sting spiders and, and paralyze them and put them in there, their, those, the, uh, the organ pipes, and lay an egg on it, and the egg hatches and feeds on the spiders that are still alive but paralyzed. Yeah, I've, I've broken open some of those tunnels um, and uh, spiders fall out, and they're like halfway moving or partly moving. Right, they're, st- they're actually they're actually they're, they're paralyzed. They're actually in a coma, but they're they're actually but they're still breathing, and the blood is still flowing. And it's it's because if they died, they dry dry up, and there'd be no nutritional value. Mm-hmm. So they keep them alive and they drugged. Keep, yeah, it's the same. It's that same way with the the cicada killer wasp that does that with the cicadas. She stings the cicada and paralyzes it, but doesn't kill it. That's like the first two years of college for me. Exactly, they're aware <laughs> that they're somewhere, but they're they're not able to to accomplish anything. All right, well, yeah, and and one of the interesting things yeah. too is there's the blue black uh, mud dauber. Yeah, which uh, is. We I'm, have, I've seen a few of them around here, but they have a uh, propensity to sting black widow spiders. So you, that's their specialty. Yeah. So, so they're good to have around. So the black widow. Yeah. I see a black widow. What do I need to look for? And is it okay to just club them over the head? It's okay to club them. Okay. I mean, you don't. You, this is not a spider. You would say, oh well, you know, you should keep it around because they'll eat other kinds of bugs. You're from a from your perspective. This is one, yes, go ahead and yeah, smush go, them. Yeah, go ahead and kill it. All right. Uh, How, what does it look like? Okay, these, these are, uh, with the legs spread, it's about an inch and a half. Uh, it's very shiny black abdomen. Yeah. And if you look on the underside, there's an hourglass, a red hourglass shape. Right. And this is the black widow that no other spider has this uh, characteristic uh, or feature. There is one down in Wilmington called the brown widow, which uh-huh. is coming up uh, from from Florida, which has kind of an orange hourglass. But in this area, we had just have the black widow, and the hourglass is is the the character 
uh, the feature to look for. Yeah. But there is also a cobweb spider. There's one called the false black widow that yeah. is shiny. It's a little bit more purplish black, uh, about the same size, but it's harmless. Okay. It, yeah, uh, a- I mean, it, well, and I say harmless. They, they will bite. All spiders are venomous, but it, it, it doesn't have the effect on people that the black widow bite has. All right. We're going to talk. Does it have the hourglass? No, it does. The false one does not have the hourglass. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Right. News in just a few short seconds here. We continue with Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators, making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. From the news desk of the Making Your Home Great studios uh, here in Raleigh, North Carolina, nationally foreclosure filings have dropped 23% from a year ago. That's a positive move, but there are still high foreclosure rates in New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Connecticut, and also in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where one in every 615 housing units is the subject or has been over the last year of a foreclosure. An amazing stat. According to Zillow, home prices are right where they were before the recession. Our associate assistant, making your home great correspondent, Krista Scott, runs the numbers. The national median home value exceeded its pre-recession high in April at $198,000, and that's more than the average in April 2007. But industry observers aren't fearing another bubble. Fannie Mae just announced that, according to their market survey, the net share of Americans who say it is a good time to buy a home rose five percentage points to 35%, even though prices are high and inventory is tight. For Making Your Home Great, I'm Krista Scott. Right. <laughs> News Radio 680 WPTF 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. If you want to call in and uh, ask Dr. Ken, Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators, a question about bugs or squirrels or rats or anything else that's a bug uh, to you, a pest to you. 919-860-9783. Got a construction question. We have Tim Ferruzzi standing by also to uh, talk about it. And Tim, we got a, uh, a note back from Jean who thinks that she has identified the bug, probably using the internet, that this spider is a brown recluse. And Dr. Ken is dubious. Why? It's a little bit outside its area, its territory. Okay. Uh, mostly the brown recluse is going to be found from Winston-Salem westward. Uh, yeah. And we we had a relative of it uh in the steam tunnels in state government downtown, yeah, uh, which was the uh, instead of being Loxosceles reclusa, it was Loxosceles rufescens, which is mainly found up in New York City area. Yeah, but uh, I'd be very dubious that this was uh, a brown reclusa. If she still has the spider, if she could put it in alcohol and mail it to me at uh, at Economy Exterminators, mm. I would appreciate it because I'd like to take a look at it to, to to confirm that it was a brown recluse. All right. And my address is Economy Exterminators, uh, 2160 North Salem Street, Apex, North Carolina, 27523. Or go to economyexterminators.com, and the information is there for Dr. Ken. He wants you to mail the bug or the spider to him. This is how anxious he is to know about. Yeah, this. and and make sure it's in. in you put in an alcohol. Yeah. Uh, to keep it from drying out, uh, so it uh, I can really take a good look at it. 
Susan has a question about praying mantises, but she did not want to be on the radio. Praying mantises, they're not really a uh, a pest, are they? No, they're actually kind of fun to have around. Uh, they, uh, you know, people, it's, it, when you see these things, they're really impressive. There's the Chinese mantid, which gets up to about six or seven inches long. Yeah. And uh, ranges from green to brown. And we also have the Carolina mantis, which is about two inches long. Right. And it's a kind of a mottled brown, kind of cute looking. Uh, these things are, are, are predators on insects uh, or anything else that they can grab with their front legs. Yeah. They, they are, people consider them beneficial because they eat a lot of the pest insects. Unfortunately, right. Right. they also eat beneficials. I mean, so if okay. they can catch a honeybee, they'll eat it just as well as they can catch a fly. This actually brings up something. You said that the, the, the spider may have been out of its territory, and you, you nailed the territory down to a couple of zip codes at this point. Are we getting infestations of bugs from different parts of the country every time, all the time? And different parts of the world? Uh, different parts of the world, yeah, because uh, we have such a global economy now with, with things moving in. Most of, our, most of the problems we have now are coming from the Far East uh, with, the, with, the, with the trade we have with China. Yeah. Uh, but we also have problems coming in from, the, from Europe, not many. Uh, mm -hmm. The Middle East, not many. It's mainly the Far East where most of the problems come from. And we learned the lesson with kudzu. Kudzu is, a, is the prime example of, of what we should never have done. Although at the time when it was introduced, everybody thought it was fantastic. And this is, what, this is one way that we can stabilize our erosion on hillsides and on farmland. And next thing you know, your house is covered with it. So some of these bugs that come in might not have some natural... The birds might not want to eat them, I guess is what exactly. I'm saying. No predator. Exactly. What, uh, what happens is these things are introduced into this country and their natural enemies are left behind. Mm -hmm. And so there's nothing to control them and they just take off because, uh, there's, like I said, there's, there's nothing to control them. So the population will just explode. And, uh, and then we have to, and then they, we call them the USDA and uh, the Agricultural Research Services, and they start doing experiments and, and bringing in the, the natural predators and parasites mm -hmm. that affect these and do lots of tests on them to make sure that they won't become a, a problem themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an idea. We'll bring in the birds from Asia. We'll bring in birds from Asia or bats from Asia because we'll that would be fine. Yeah, we'll bring in starlings. That's huh? a great idea. <laughs> All right. What about Zika? Actually, the Zika is more uh, is a public health problem, and yeah. that's really a little about outside of okay, our area. That's fine. But uh, mosquitoes, uh, the two mosquitoes that uh, that have been confirmed as uh, transmitting or carrying the Zika uh, virus are the Aedes aegypti, or which is the uh, warm weather mosquito, and that the other one is the Asian tiger mosquito, and that's Aedes albopictus. Oh, yeah. And that one oh, came yeah. in from overseas, and we have that one around here. Uh, the thing is, it, with the Zika. It's a warm weather uh, disease, mm -hmm. and in order for uh, a mosquito in our area to be affected by it, it would have to travel to Florida and bite somebody and be exposed to it in Florida and then come back here, which is not going to happen. The only way it would get here was if it was to bite somebody who, was, who had come from Florida or Puerto Rico or South America where the disease is prevalent uh, and introduce it, but... The Aedes yeah, aegypti, like I said, is a warm weather mosquito, and yeah. it'll take a long time for it to develop uh, as it moves from the south to the north. And generally, we won't see those until late in the fall. So, okay. I don't. Zika may come, but it's going to be uh, quite a while before it gets here. Because they thought that in Orlando, oh, it'll never get here. 
Yeah, and it's it, it did. It's it did. It right. did last season. All right, you're listening to Making Your Home Great with the uh, Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing uh, President General Manager and Chief Cook and Bottle Washer Tim Feruzzi, and then again uh, Dr. Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators. More about bugs in your home and anything else that bothers you. Call us up nine one nine eight six zero. 9783 News Radio 680 WPTF yeah. News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather forecast possibility of a thunderstorm this afternoon and also Sunday could be heavy on Sunday with a high near 87 uh, Monday showers and a heavier thunderstorm even possible uh, 90 degrees as the high temperature on Monday Right now we're at 88. The real feel is 93. News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi with us. Hey, Tim. Hey. Tim is with uh, HandyHelpers.com and Highland Roofing. Uh, well, Highland Residential Roofing. Looking at the websites, HandyHelpers.com, HighlandRoofingNC.com, or call the number 919-676-5969. Dr. Ken Alstrom also in the studio. Uh, the website there would be economyexterminators.com. And I'm going to give the number 919-362-1000. That's it. On this show next week, who do we have? Oh, my gosh. We got John Raper from – no, in fact, it's a Tim Ferruzzi uh, production. We're going to have, talk about Tim. We're going to talk about the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah, we we're going we're gonna to talk actually about two things. We're going to talk about the American Disabilities Act, and we're also going to talk about painting. Painting. All right. I'm going to hold off my painting project for one more week. <laughs> and then the following week, John Raper from Rooms to Go, and I'm going to try to get somebody from the Man Expo, because it's always fun, because the Man Expo is being planned exclusively by women. Uh, but so far, they've got a lot of great, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of great things. <laughs> a lot of great thing. Um, 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. So the other bug you mentioned to me off air is springtails. What's a springtail? Okay, these are little tiny insects that live in the soil. Yeah. Um, very small. Uh, they uh, feed on fungus spores and other microorganisms in the soil. Yeah. And uh, especially this time of the year, you might find them crawling outside your house on the brick uh, or find, see them on the windowsill. And when you... When you try and nudge them a little bit, they spring in the air. Yeah. Uh, hence the name springtail, because they have a little structure attached to the back end that curl, that's uh, folded up underneath their abdomen. And when they feel threatened, they'll jump up in the air. Anything <laughs> like that, I'm going to assume is a flea. Are people, do people react that way? They think? Well, no, no because these, things, these little springtails are actually about half the size of a flea. And they're kind of grayish uh, okay. rather than brown like, like the fleas. And uh, they're more tubular if you under a microscope. Right. Uh, fleas are very uh, bilaterally compressed, so they're very thin, so they can weave their way through the hairs. But the springtails are strictly, they're just a nuisance. Uh, they live in the soil, a soil drench uh, or mm -hmm. to remove the mulch uh, from around your house about two feet to three feet from the house mm -hmm. uh, will help alleviate, alleviate the, the problem with the springtails. So should we be pulling up the, the mulch every now and then? I would, yeah, I would recommend doing that. Uh, just don't uh, 
don't use the same mulch over and over and over again. Just uh, occasionally, after maybe two or three years, replace the mulch, put some fresh mulch on, or get some uh, rocks uh, or some artificial mulch that uh, they, they're not going to be working on. Tim, he wants me to replace perfectly good mulch. You know I don't do that kind of thing. <clears throat> he wants you to replace the mulch around the house? Yeah, he does. He well, thinks you know, I might have bugs they're in recommend, it. They're recommending that you don't have mulch around your house anymore because of the termite yeah. uh, opportunity. Termites, yeah. And we, we were just at a commercial enterprise uh, earlier this week, and uh, they had a lot of mulch uh, in uh, some beds around the building, and they were being... Uh, they were finding millipedes inside the the building, and this was a multi million dollar building uh, producing yeah. some very uh, high high sensitive uh, <laughs> materials for medical for medical service. But uh, when you pick up a handful of mulch, there was a hundred millipedes in uh, in a handful of the mm-hmm. of the mulch. Mm-hmm. My wife can't tolerate it. I don't think those people can tolerate it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, yeah. They, they wanted it gone. Yesterday. Yeah, I think if if you're going to use if you want to if you're going to use mulch, if you think it looks good, either use some from stone, yeah, or uh, something that uh, uh, artificial mulch. Uh, there's rubber. I think in there some rubberized material, Tim, that they use as mulch now too. Yeah, they're taking uh, they're taking tires and recycling them and coloring them. They're shredding them up and using that as mulch. Mm-hmm. And of course, pumice. I think you'd already mentioned. Thomas is a good choice right. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got white stone next to my house. The, the previous owner put it in, and there's just it's just too much to move. I'm not moving. Oh it. yeah, that's uh, yeah. You try and get rid of the natural stuff, the the wood material, because that's going to be uh, the millipedes are going to be feeding on this mulch as it decays. Yeah, uh, and so that's uh, so you get rid of the mulch, you're going to get rid of pretty much get rid of the millipede problem. All right. So the lesson of today, I'm going to try to go for as little moisture under my house as i can manage do you, exactly do you agree with this gentleman yeah i would yeah. say yeah i would uh it's you're not going to be able to get rid of all of it but uh, i'd get it down uh, below what uh, tim about the below 14 percent, 15 percent yeah i mean from from a structural standpoint definitely uh 19 percent or lower from a pestis from pests like you're talking about probably I would think it needs to even be lower. Yeah, it's, it's, for pests, it's going to be about 15, 15% or lower. Tim said on previous shows that when he does repairs underneath the house, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong, that you go for treated wood. Well, yeah, whenever we go back and do a repair, um, we always use treated wood. And, and when we've done additions over the years, for 30 years, we've always used treated wood in our floor systems, always. Is the wood treated for pests, or is it just treated for moisture? Yeah, it's just treated for moisture, but obviously that's that's not going to allow termites and things to eat through it because it's full of poisons, because if it's treated for moisture, meaning rot is ultimately yeah. what it's treated for, yeah. then obviously it's, it's a poison to right. all th- organic things. Yeah, I think they use a borate material. In uh, yeah. in in the treated wood now it used to be arsenic but I did, they did away with that I, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's a good idea yeah. <laughs> actually that brings up the other thing you you were talking about the chemicals and sometimes you, you have to use chemicals exactly yeah. it's not a physical solution sometimes sometimes it's a chemical solution uh, talk to me about the chemicals that you that you do use and what goes goes into the process of getting these things approved 
Well, we uh, we go by the label and uh, which, which is that's on the product. Yeah. And all these the pesticides that we use are all EPA approved, yeah. which uh, is a standard uh, safe for human for human use. Uh, we make sure that the, these things are not applied in, in areas where they could be a threat to fish or right. wildlife. Uh, we try to we make sure that we do not have this water runoff into water supplies or wa- water systems right. because of the of the problems. But all of our, all of our material, like I said, is EPA approved. And once the material is dried, if it's if it's a liquid material, it's safe for people to walk on it uh, or pets to walk on it. Uh, without any, as far as we can tell right now, without any harmful effects. I still think of the, I've never seen it in real life, people actually putting a tarp or a tent over the entire structure. And this was 1960s, 70s. And they would basically encapsulate the entire house. I don't know what they were putting in the house. Because they were spraying, it was a bug mm-hmm. related extermination project. And they thought they were going to just once and for all kill everything. Yeah, I think this was, they were fumigating the house probably with, uh, it, it, I believe it might have been hydrogen cyanide. Of yeah. course, it would, we, that's what you use to kill people in the gas oh, chamber. Oh, the but, old days. But, oh, uh, yeah. but this thing, I, I believe if, if you had a, a, a termite problem or, or some other wood problem in your house, uh, this is what they were doing at that time. We're far smarter now. Hopefully, but we still do. Uh, we still do uh, some. Some places do fumigation. A bed bug would be another one that you would use fumigation for. But right now, we're finding that the heat treatment is so much better, and uh, it's it's more cost effective, and it's much more. The results are much more effective. All right, I'm I'm just thinking about the possibilities of the the negatives in my house. Bed bugs. You just brought them up. What am I going to look for? Are they going to be sitting there on the pillow? They're going to be hiding uh, during the day. <laughs> yeah, they're oh, not going to. Oh, man. <laughs> Just, uh, I checked the, the, the mattress cover. Ah! <laughs> mattress cover yes. and, and the, uh, the, the uh, box spring cover. Yeah. If you have a, a dust ruffle on the bed, check the creases or the folds where this comes together. Yes. The, the bugs will hide there during the day. 95% of bed bugs are going to be in the vicinity of the bed mm-hmm. and the bed spring and the mattress. Why is that? Because they're hosts, they're because people. That's because that's their name. Because people, that's right, they're bed bugs. They're bed bugs. <laughs> Plus, people, that's where people sleep, and, yeah. uh, that, and they come out at night to feed. And so they hide during the day, unless you have a real high population. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of bed bugs in your home. Yeah. Uh, you probably will not see them during the day. Great. So, so I got to stay up tonight. Plus, plus also look and see if you can see some black spotting, little tiny black spots uh, around the, the folds or on the mattress cover or the box spring cover. Yeah. This is where the, the bugs have fed on people and yeah. then they do their business. Uh, waste material is, is dabbed on as they touch their little abdomen, the back of their abdomen to it and leave a little yeah. blood spear. Yeah. And this is the, the waste material from the bed bugs. So look for those little black spots. I'll be scratching for the rest of the day. Just thinking about this. What else should I worry about? Well, that's probably, I think that's right now, that's about it. And I'm going to, if I want to treat these on my own, without picking up the phone and calling economy exterminators, because I'm ultra economy Dave. (laughs) Okay. You say that heat treatment is good. Can I do that with my furnace? No, you can't. We have to raise the temperature in the house for bed bugs to 135 degrees 
for thirty for three hours. Yeah, we can't. Do and that. we can't do that with a furnace. So it takes really expensive equipment to do it. And uh, most of these things, if with bed bugs, uh, the best solution is to call in an exterminator because most people will will just hit the surface and they can never get the the problem under control by themselves. And if you go to a hotel, you should. Be careful when you bring back your luggage. I mean, is this how this I would, gets yeah, spreads? I would, the first thing that I would do, if I went into a hotel, I would put my, I put my luggage into the bathtub yeah. and, and then inspect the bedding, uh, the table, the phone, look around picture frames, electrical outlets, uh, light yeah. the lamps on the, on the tables for signs of bed bugs. So yes. now we have a vision of what Ken does when he goes to the hotels. You know exactly. That's right. <laughs> he mentioned Bugfest. Is it Bugfest? Bugfest, yeah. Bugfest. Is it already happened this year? You no, know, it's the third weekend, uh, third Saturday in September. Third. I'm writing that's a note. An interesting show. It's Where's a, that at? That's at the Museum of Natural Sciences in downtown Raleigh. Okay. Really? It's yeah. It starts at nine o'clock, and and. Uh, we used to just go nine to five, but I think over the last five years or so, we've extended. We have a night program now. Oh yeah, yeah. So it uh, and it it covers the whole area right between the legislative building and we go up to the Capitol grounds. All right, this is good. We're going to broadcast live from Bugfest next year or this year. Thank you, Doctor Ken. <laughs> Thanks. Economy exterminators at economyexterminators.com. Thank you, Tim Ferruzzi. Handyhelpers.com is how you get in contact with them. Making your home great on WPTF.